is time to wake up and look around. So there is a system in play here. And all my life, I was part of the system. I was inside. I spent my entire life living, and to this day, I'm still going, living inside of a concrete building, learning about stuff, going, like, the school system, the everything. It's time to wake up because this is unnatural. I've, ever since I started getting, like, healthy, my diet started getting better, I always had this perspective that I would always like refer back to whenever I had a question about whether something was healthy. And it would always be like, did the hunter gatherers have it? Or what, like, what did the hunter gatherers do? And I would always like question my actions based off of that. So, or at least the food that I eat based off of that. And I want to talk about, lately I've been going down this journey, spirituality, as well as trying to discover the truth, trying to uncover the truth. And I have a feeling that they're both connected, but right now I'm kind of going down two separate paths. One, using the gateway experience through meditation, which is kind of the spirituality path. And then another is just like learning the truth and that's through reading and the seven books that I'm reading right now are the basis of the truth and I plan on learning a lot more but what I came to realize is that first of all I haven't even gotten to the meat of the books yet I've just read the forewords of all of them and that's pretty much it except in a few I've read a lot more because there's three books in that list Journeys Out of the Body Dancing After the Music Stops and Tufti the Priestess those three books are the shortest and they're the easiest to read and so I've been reading those the most and I've actually made a plan of not reading all seven at once anymore I'm just going to read one at a time now. And I'm going to start with Dancing After the Music Stops because I spent a few hours reading that today and it is definitely a very good book. I've gotten a lot of insights and it's really just an introductory book to all of this stuff, I feel. Like it's given me a lot, a big perspective shift. For example, we are gods. And we are placed into a system that is designed to destroy our divine essence and put us into this mediocre lifestyle. And from ages 4 to 18, we're placed in a concrete box and told to learn about a very limiting worldview, which is the school system. So I like more and more, I'm growing more and more disdain. I'm pretty sure that's the right word. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds like the right word. I'm growing more and more disdain for the school system. And 
I really only have like 67, 68 more days until I finish. But I have a feeling that if I decide to stick through all these days, it is probably going to be the toughest period of my life mentally. Because I'm learning all about how this system is designed to destroy you, yet I'm still going through the system. I want to talk about global warming. This is another piece. This is where we're, this, what's going on right now. I like all my life I've heard, oh yeah, global warming is bad, but no one is really like worried about it. I mean, people are worried about it, but in school, I remember doing a project on how bad global warming was. We all saw how bad it was, yet the reactions were just mundane. Like no one, no one was worried. And this is how it is in real life as well. Like no one really cares. No one seems to care. Now there are people who care, but like the majority of people don't seem to care. And I'm also like all of this stuff that I'm going to talk about is part of the system that's designed to keep you down. And it's designed to strip your very essence, like strip your soul away from you. How, how much in control of your thoughts? Like how much, how much control do you have over your thoughts? If you're a normal person, you probably don't have very much control over your thoughts because the system was designed to slowly but surely get you to focus on the outer screen or the inner screen and lose control over your thoughts and just stop controlling your thoughts and you stop controlling your attention. And when you are not in control of your attention, you don't own your soul. Somebody else owns your soul. You are not yourself. You are just playing out somebody else's game. Think about that. Most people these days don't even have control over their most valuable resource, their attention. And that is on purpose. Like, have you ever heard a parent always say, no, no, don't do that, or don't like look over here, do this, do that. Like, don't do this. Like that's the social conditioning. The society is speaking through that parent because that parent is also a product of society as well. So they are also like, they are also asleep. So they don't have control over their attention either. And they have all of these, like they're broken and they're basically passing that brokenness down onto their kid. And it's a very saddening thing to see. I first started to become aware of this probably maybe within the past year, but especially now after I'm reading Dancing After the Music Stops, I'm becoming more and more aware of it. And honestly, it's very disheartening. And it all stems from a separation. This is something that I'm learning about in the book called Ascent of The Ascent of Humanity. And I am probably not can I read the foreword and the introduction, but I haven't started it yet, other than those. And I'm like I said, I'm not gonna I'm gonna read Dancing After the Music Stops first. So in a set of humanity, I don't know I haven't read it yet, so I can't really speak on it, but in the in the introduction, he's talking about how 
the stem of all like problems in society like the problem of how we're all going like we're all headed towards destruction we're all headed to death we are a dying society global warming all of this stuff like our a spiritual collapse all of this stuff is a symptom of one cause and it's separation separateness separation from nature 10,000 years ago we started building fires and making tools and then slowly but surely we started advancing more and more in our technological which is technology like tools weapons science all this stuff that's one part of it and we were able to pass down our knowledge through culture that's another part of it technological development and cultural development over millennia many millennia have led to separateness in from nature which is why we live in a society where it's considered normal to send your child from the ages of 4 to 18 to a concrete box a concrete box for to strip them of their like divine essence to strip them of everything that makes them powerful ever like strip them of everything like that is considered normal to send our children into a concrete box to grow up and we live in a society where it's considered normal to live in a concrete jungle which is basically you are just living an artificial life like i don't i don't think i've ever been in true nature i'm 18 years old and i've never been in true nature No, I have, but not really. It's all been civilized somehow. Like, I've never been in a truly, truly natural environment. I've grown up 18 years of my life living an artificial life, and everyone does this. Like, this is our society, and because of it, we're on the brinks of a brink of a collapse. I'm just starting to learn about all this stuff and I'm just starting to become aware of it. I don't have much knowledge on it yet. But it's really starting to... I'm really starting to change my worldview. And there's one one thing that I read in Dancing After the Music Stops. It's when you... Ex- like when you start to crack your worldview. Like your worldview starts to crack. You have two options. You can either go back and try and patch it up with mindless activities, or you can continue and push forward until inevitably your worldview shatters and then your life as you know it shatters. And then now that your life is shattered, you have the knowledge. And I don't really understand like what he was saying, because I'm going to be honest, like the whole intro, like... The majority of that book so far that I've read and I've gotten to like chapter three so far, the entire book, I don't even understand. He's just, just seems like he's saying a bunch of gibberish to me. But this one thing where he said, 
when your worldview starts to crack, you have two options. You can either push forward and let it shatter or go back and try and patch up the holes through mindless activities. And society wants you to do the mindless activities. Like social media, There, a quote that I heard that I read about in Dancing After the Music Stops, that it's a quote from the former, like the old CEO of Facebook, I think it was, who quit because he couldn't like suppress his morality anymore. And he said that their goal is to, it's their goal is somewhere around the lines of to capture the most attention and time as possible from everyone or something like that. Like social media's goal is basically to, to strip you away or steal all of your attention and time. That's why people spend hours mindlessly scrolling. And I included was, I was part of that group like literally months ago, maybe a year ago. It's, it's not, it's honestly, I'm starting to see that I remember one of the thoughts that I still have to this day, trying to change things in my life are that it's hard and that it's going to be too hard, too difficult. But then I'm remembering, or there's another thing that I'm learning about in the dance of the music stops where when you like it's more difficult to have to live in the lifestyle of normal normalcy. It's more difficult to mindlessly scroll all night. Like that's extremely difficult because that the um, like the toll that places on you, your soul, everything for you is immense. So it's actually more difficult to follow the conventional lifestyle. And this is why I'm really being relentless with my journey right now because I really have three purpose, like three things that really matter to me right now. One is meditation, spirituality, trying to explore my awareness, explore my true power, try and find, like try and discover and try and understand and know and actually experience the fact that I'm more than my physical body. The second purpose is to read and learn about the truth. Read the right types of books. Learn and discover the truth of reality as we know it. And actually destroy my worldview through that. And then the third is to document my journey, to podcast. Like those are the only three things that I care about right now. Yes, I'm going to the gym. I don't really care too much about it though. Yes, I go to school and that place sucks. That is the worst place that I have to go to. I don't even have to go to. I'm just deciding, I'm choosing to go there despite all this knowledge that I have now. I'm in this phase where I really 
like do not want to go to school anymore. With all the passing weeks, as I learn more and more, it's getting harder and harder to go to school. Yet I'm halfway through senior year. I only have two months left. Less than less than seventy days until I'm done with school. It's the hardest thing that I have to do so far. And that's like those are the three things that I really am focusing on. And there's another thing. While while I'm reading Dancy after the music stops, there's this one ch- uh, paragraph that he was talking about. How do you know the truth? Or how, like, be wary of the gurus who claim they know the truth and follow the money. If their money relies on the them teaching you this, if they're teaching, if they're making the money through their teaching, then be wary of that. Which I instantly thought about my podcast because I do plan on making money off of this eventually. I am not making any money right now, but I do plan on this being like the base, like the foundation to my really lifestyle, but foundation to my business in the future. And so I instantly thought like, am I part of that? Am I making all my money based off teaching this? But then I reminded myself that I'm documenting my journey and I'm just teaching what I'm learning along the way. So I still don't really know for sure if this is like the right thing to do, but I'm just doing it anyways because I don't know what else to do. And also I feel as though there is so many people on TikTok, especially that are still mindlessly scrolling and there's they're just in the loop stuck. And lately I have been post, posting three TikToks every day. And so while I was reading that part that he was talking about social media and how it's like designed to steal your attention and it's like the worst thing ever. I was thinking like I'm adding to this because I'm posting onto it. But then I also am realizing that like people are gonna be posting, people are gonna be on social media and posting onto it anyways. I might as well post onto it and share the message. And also, over the past couple of days, I've really been kind of in this state of low excitement towards my podcast and like social media in general simply because I wasn't getting any results yet. I'm on episode 90. I've been doing this for like three months now and I have not gotten any results. And which I understood that I might not even see results for an entire year. Like going into it, I knew it was a long game. But for some reason over the past couple days, I, well actually not today, but yesterday and two days ago, I was really like bummed because no one was watching my stuff. And also I was bummed because I feel as though I'm not producing the best content that I could, which is probably why no one's watching my stuff. And so I'm kind of in this situation, but then I checked my TikTok and I was kind of worried that no one was going to, no one was really looking at my TikToks and no one was getting any benefit or at least no one part of my target community was but then I checked my TikTok last night and I had my first follower and uh 
I also had a bunch of like awesome comments. And so that's like, well, I probably had like four or five comments, but still all the comments that I've received so far were pretty good. And it's really like that kind of pushed me forward. It's really encouraging. And I want to talk more about our the school the soul wrecking school system designed to kill designed to strip God out of the very individual of you. Like the soul wrecking school system that's designed to strip your divine essence from the human being. That's what the school system is. And it's also designed to for complacency and to create zombies. We live in a society where everywhere you look, everyone is a zombie. Literally, they're all just asleep. And you don't notice it until you start to rise up and control your thoughts. And you start to control your attention and actually gain more awareness. You don't notice it until you have started to escape. Like people are zombies. And there's a whole chapter dedicated to zombies that I'm yet to read in Dancing After the Music Stops. So I'll get more insights on it in the future. But it's really like the more and more... He was also the author of Dancing After the Music Stops. He went on a road trip journey around the world. And he saw many things, like extremely terrible things. And he like told the stories about extremely terrible things and after he came back from that he also saw people in like the normal country like he couldn't he had a girlfriend and he came back from the road trip to see his girlfriend and he couldn't like he couldn't be with her anymore because he saw those terrible things and how there were people simply just wanting to live another day while he came back and like his girlfriend and all the people around him were like complaining about simple things like oh they got my order wrong at starbucks or some stupid things like that it's just a perspective because there's people out there like fighting to even live another day people out there who've been like we are extremely lucky like I'm extremely lucky to have been born into a body that is fully functioning to be born into a society that I can actually learn how to read and all that stuff born into a society where I can actually learn the truth. Even though I have been taught otherwise, I still have the opportunity to learn the truth. I'm extremely grateful for that. So there's definitely a lot to learn. There's a huge journey ahead of me and I'm getting more and more insights on it every day because I'm walking the journey right now. So let's talk about complacency. This is something that I am, I will never get complacent. And if I do, once you get complacent, that's when you start to fail. That's when you start to suffer. That's when you start to fall. Because complacency is the enemy to greatness. And 
complacency, once you start being complacent, you start to lose your own like greatness. Like you start to lose the very thing that you built up. And I see it all around me. Everywhere I look, people are complacent with what they have. And it's crazy because I seem like the only one that is actually trying to build something out of my life. That's trying to actually do something for my life. And it's like I was raised into a, like the society that I live in right now is full of just complacent people. I've never been around people who are high achievers. Well, actually I have, but just during Funnel Hacking Live for a few days. Like I've I've never lived around high achievers. I've never had that. And that's one thing that like I I feel as though I have to be high achiever and start to achieve things. I've been really being I've been extremely relentless with my visualization with following my transurfing and doing the inner work, meditating, visualizing, doing everything on like doing every single part of my routine every single day, especially the cold showers. It's starting to get really cold out. It's starting to become fall or it is fall right now. And it's like soon it's going to turn to winter. And I've been really locking in on the cold showers. I decided that I was going to take a cold shower no matter what for the entire time. And I was doing that all of summer, all summer long. I took cold showers every single day. Like I had never took to, never took a warm shower and the whole entire shower is cold. And lately it's been getting extremely cold. Like I'm shivering and I've been locking in. Like I'm just doing it every single, every single time, no matter what, not just cold showers, but everything like reading every morning especially once I got into these big books, I get this feeling of, oh, I don't want to read this, which was the, exactly the same feeling that I got when I was reading Transurfing. But I didn't get that feeling when I was reading other books like The Oxygen Advantage, which is a good book, but I didn't get that feeling because that feeling only comes when you are about to read a book that is going to shatter your very existence and like absolutely radically change your life. So when you get that feeling, you know that it's good. So I got that feeling when I'm reading all of these books. And so that's how I know that I'm going to be absolutely different in the next four months. I'm very different from where I was four months ago. And I'm going to be way different in the next four months, which I'll probably be done with all these books by then. Yeah, most likely. That's another thing, my spiritual journey. There's a quote that I read. It's in Dancing After the Music Stop. He said, most like people who declare that they're on, like they're going to change the world, usually end up changing the world. People who declare they're on the path to enlightenment are usually on the path to enlightenment. And I instantly thought about myself because that's one of the things that I don't really know what enlightenment is or how to achieve it, but that's instantly I thought of my spiritual journey 
And I really believe that I'm on the path to expanding my awareness and I'm on the path to achieving focus 49 and achieving focus 27, which if you haven't heard yesterday's episode or two days ago, I forgot which one, but once you achieve focus 27, you're, you're basically have completed the pre-requirement for joining this school of individuals who are the most powerful beings on this planet. The individuals who have achieved such high focus levels, such high awareness that if they collectively combine and create a community together and they all unite their together and they all group up together then they can actually control the destiny of mankind. And once I learned about that in seven resonant colors, I decided that I needed to be in that group because I am destined for greatness. And that is the most, the most restrictive. I forgot the word, but that's the most exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. That's the most exclusive school on the planet. Most exclusive collection of human beings ever. Because you have to do an immense amount of inner work. And I'm doing it every day, three times a day. It's actually one of my biggest priorities right now, my meditations. And it's funny because I find myself having absolutely not, no time in the day. Like, I remember a while ago when I was still addicted to YouTube and I was still like watching YouTube. I was, I saw Hamza video and he said that the key to like curing your internet addiction, well, it was meditation, but in this particular video, he said that you can actually cure your internet addiction simply by finding your purpose. Once you find your purpose, you don't even want, you don't even have enough time to actually go on YouTube and mess around which I've actually noticed like like it's that's evident because I don't even have enough time to go on my phone and watch even a single TikTok. I don't I don't have enough time to do any of that nonsense. I've gotten to the point where I literally have a regimented schedule which I'm coming to realize that it might not be the best to have an extremely regimented schedule like I have right now. But I feel is necessary, at least for the following 70 days until I am done with school. My schedule is so, like, so strict where if I fall behind, like, 30 minutes, then I, like, miss out on 30 minutes of sleep. If I waste time, then I miss out. Like, during certain periods in my day, for example, I always have to go in my room, be in my room by 2.40 at the latest to start my meditation. And then once I'm done with my meditation, I go straight down to the basement and record for one hour. And I have to be done in the basement by five o'clock at the latest. And then I go up and do my like first morning or nighttime routine, which is like brushing my teeth, drinking the my nighttime like supplements all that stuff and then I at 5 17 
is when I have to be in my room sitting down, I see my balls journaling with my candle on. All like this stuff is so regimented. And I find that I have like no time in my day, like absolutely no time to do anything else other than my daily routine, which is a bad thing, but it's also a good thing because it's a bad thing because I I always find that there's not enough time in the day to like exercise. Like right now I'm in this phase of my life where I'm really locking in on my spiritual learning and podcast to where I have like no time to exercise except for three days on, two days off at the gym for like 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And another thing is I don't have, I haven't done cardio in a long time. Like I don't have any time to do cardio, which in 70 days I definitely plan on adding in cardio to my day but another thing is I have no time but I'm meditating three times a day so I'm literally meditating for like an hour and a half a day at least and then I'm sleeping for like 10 hours every night so like half of my day is just like in my room. And then plus I have like hours in my room just doing studying. On the weekend, like today and yesterday, I was in my room from 6 a.m. until like 10 p.m. Like yesterday I was in my room studying till from six to eight and then I took a nap and then I woke up and did more studying. And studying, I mean, I'm just reading these books. And then today I was in my room from six to eight and then I took a two hour nap. It was actually a very long nap. And then I woke up, did some more reading. And then I went out into my uh into the kitchen and cooked and did some more reading. Like I'm really locking in on this stuff. And it's it's actually I wanna add in one more meditation to my day. But I can't seem to find the time right now, at least. I will find the time once I'm done with school. Because once I'm done with school, I'll have every single day freed up. Like, I'll have the entire day every day. Like, because right now I'm in school from 8 until 12. So that'll free up like 4 hours of my day. 4 hours. So I'll be able to do cardio, and I'll be able to meditate another time. The system is designed against you. And system is designed to create complacent drones that are considered normal. And it's also another thing I'm reading. I learned... I read another part in Dance After Music Stops where there's this one time where he said the educated man has to like be quiet around his peers, around his less educated peers. Because once you learn the truth, you have to be quiet in because you might be like, what the heck? There's a cricket. I think there's a cricket in my basement. Whatever. Once you... Once you learn more, you can't tell other people because then you'll be labeled like crazy or weird, which I've definitely learned. I've definitely noticed that because 
I I can't tell people about trans surfing because people don't want to accept that. I can't tell people about like the gateway experience. There's another thing. I'm also there's also passing quotes in Dance After Music Stops where he's just like like look into remote viewing, astral projection, gateway experience, all this stuff. Because most people like get into debates on why it's not real, yet they don't even spend the time to actually try it. Like the simple act of trying it for yourself and deciding for yourself if it's real or not, you already transcend like 99% of people in the world. Now it takes time and patience and effort and consistency. So there is one thing to try it, but there's also another thing to add it to your, like to add it to your lifestyle and turn it into a lifestyle to where you can actually see success with it. And that's what I've done. I add it to my routine three times a day. And I've definitely noticed that I'm a lot like my mind, the more and more mental reps I get with this meditation, I actually go through a routine during my meditation. Like this is what I did during when I was practicing focus 10. So for context, I've been meditating the gateway experience for the past one month. And for like the whole first month, it's probably been like a month and a week, but the whole first month was simply just dedicated to achieving focus 10, which is basically mind awake, body asleep but it's not sleep paralysis. And so I spent the whole month just working on focus 10, which is the foundation to all of the gateway experience. And for the first few weeks, maybe the first week or two, I was just following along the routine like that they do. And I was just doing like the basics, just trying to get my head in the game. And then after like two weeks, I added, I did this routine where I would always just get into focus 10. I would do the same pre-preparatory process every time. And then I would get into focus 10 and then just visualize my goal. That, that was my routine. Simple routine. But now my entire, I'll just tell you my entire routine for the gateway experience for focus 12. Because it's in, it's like pretty long and I actually do it. I add more to it like every day. So my routine is basically, I always position my body in the same exact position every single time. I always like bend my hands, like my fingers, uh, like this. So just bend my fingers and then lay them on the ground. It's just so I, cause I find that when you have your hands flat, they can't relax as much. So it's easy to bend it. And then once I get into the, like, I have everything the same. My whole body is positioned the same, everything. And then I start the preparatory process, which I always uh, start with the energy conversion box. I put in worries, anxieties, fears, concerns. And then I put in uh, my friend. And then I put in girls. And then I put in impatience and then I put in expectations and all of these things except for worries anxieties concerns fears have pictures all of them have pictures that I like 
create symbols that I create and put in. And then I put in sleep. And then I put in control and the need to control. So those are two separate things. And then I close the box and then like shoot it off into the distance. And then I open my eyes and then do resonant tuning. And I started doing it like aggressively. And then um, I do that. And then right when I'm done resonant tuning, I do the last rep. My last second to last rep, I hold my breath for the long, like a very long time possible to where I like need to actually need to breathe. And then I exhale, release it all out of my feet. And then I, and I do another rep. So I bring it in all the way to my head. And then I, instead of like, I, okay. So I bring it to my head and then keep my focus on the energy inside my head, but I also exhale. So I maintain that energy in my head, but I exhale as well. And then I instantly inhale and then bring more energy up to my head. And then I visualize the circle with a 10 inside of it. And then I exhale and then I imagine the like 10 or the breath out of my nose wrapping around my body all the way down to my feet. And then I do resonant energy balloon which is just bringing it up to my body, up my head, past my head, and then wrapping around my body and then repeat. And then uh, for the last resonant energy balloon rep, I bring it all the way up to my head and then I'll hold it there and then instantly say my affirmation, which goes, I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter. I deeply desire the help from those who are further along the journey than me to help me along my journey to discover or to explore higher levels of awareness. I am more than my physical body. I am focused. I am focused. I am focused. I am a man with high standards when it comes to women. I'm a man with high standards when it comes to women. I'm a man with high standards when it comes to women. I hold no expectations for what will or should happen during these meditations. I hold no expectations for what will or should happen during these meditations. I hold no expectations for what will or should happen during these meditations. I deeply desire to explore and experience higher levels of awareness, higher energy. And then that's my affirmation. And say all of that with like, emotion or at least some oomph and then I do like one resonant tuning and then another one where I do the resonant tuning all the way up to my head and then I say 10 and then I relax everything exhale and then just relax everything and get into the 10 state focus 10 and then I do some more resonant energy balloon while I'm getting down there and then I do, while I'm in, while I'm trying, once he says to go to focus 12, I do the resonant energy balloon, but then I bring all my energy up to my head. And then I imagine like the energy expanding my brain, like my consciousness. And I imagine it like kind of going outwards and expanding me. And then I say 11 and then I feel like all of the, my head expanding basically. And then I do some more resonant energy balloon. And I like, while I'm doing this, I keep on expanding my head 
which was just kind of something that I just started doing for some reason, and I like it. So I, it, it makes me feel like I'm actually expanding my consciousness, so I do it. And then I say 12, and then I repeat 12, 12. Like, but not, not that fast. I just keep on repeating them at 12. And then while I'm at 12, I do some resonant energy bloom. Get it, get the energy. Like, there's a theme here. I get the high energy rolling through my body. And then I start my first kind of visualization, which is purely meant to try and get a guide as well as enhancing my like presence in Focus 12. So I visualize a coffee or a, a cafe where it's just, it's an empty cafe with my chair i'm sitting in my chair uh it's a two-person table so one chair right in front of me a table and then me with my chair and then to my right is a burning fire and then in front of me on my table is a hot coffee like there's coffee in a mug and so i basically in that visualization, I put my hands out and feel, try and feel the warmth of the fire. And I listen to the crackling of the fire and I see the fire so that it, I'm trying to like build all of my senses because I'm going to be honest, I, I can't really like actually sense all of these senses. I can get like instantaneous, very vague senses but I don't have a very strong sense of like my virtual perception, like my, the senses that I've like of my second body. And so that, and then I instantly put my hands around the coffee and feel like the heat of touching my hand. And then I drink, uh, I smell it and then drink a little bit. And I like try and feel all of this stuff exactly what it would feel like in real life. And I kind of feel like my pants touching my skin and me sitting on the chair, my back touching the chair. Like I try and f just evoke as much senses as possible. And then once I'm done with that, I switch to a different one, which this next kind of exercise is because lately I've been getting... I've ha been having a lot more vivid dreams and I'm actually remembering them a lot more as well as recently, like three or four days ago, I actually had like an, a lucid dream that lasted one second. So I was actually lucid. So I like, I, it kind of gave me inspiration to try and get dr like dreaming under control. And I don't really know the difference between dreaming and out of body experience but the exercise that I'm doing is evoking my out-of-body experience, which the reason I'm doing it is because in wave one, there's a tape called Exploring Sleep, and it's a exercise to help you get out of body. And so that's the only exercise that I know of so far that can actually help with like sleep-related stuff. So that's why I'm doing it. And it's basically, I, I like feel myself laying on my back and then I like say like it would be nice to float away and I would feel how nice it would be to float away up up and away and then I try and like 
imagine myself floating away. I've never been successful at it, but I, I'm always trying more and more. And then I, after I do that, I try and like roll myself like a log. Never been successful at that either, but I'm always trying to do that. And then once I'm done with that exercise, I move on to my actual visualization of my actual goal, which is patterning. It's like just manifesting my goal. And in this goal, I always do the same routine. I am changing it slightly as I get more and more ideas and make my routine more and more optimal. For example, yesterday, the the initial part was me getting out of bed and throwing the covers off of my bed. But today I switched it because I want to have my bed be grass. Like I want to sleep on grass on the ground. And so I like wake my, I'll just go through my whole slide. I wake up. And I am under like this blanket that's probably, I don't know what it's made of, but I imagine it's like bamboo or something like that. I throw the blanket off and I'm in like my grass bed, which is in the middle of my room. And then I grab my pillow and my blanket and put it in my closet. And then I go straight away to my kitchen and grab this. This is a very specific cup. It's, I grab a glass, a circular glass cup. And the reason why is because a while back I saw a video of Brian Johnson's morning routine and he had this specific glass cup and I kind of forgot about it. But then today when I was doing this visualization, I remembered that cup and I just for some reason had a desire to have that cup. So I get that cup and then I go in my fridge, which has this specific, a very specific um, what is the thing called where like a vase? No, I'm, I'm blanking on this word. It's a very simple word, but it's basically the thing you put, put water in. It holds water. It's not a filter, but it, it's basically like a thing you put water in and you put it at the dinner table where people can like pour water for themselves and people at like, uh, waitresses at, uh, restaurants always pour water into your cups using this it's a very simple word i'm just blanking on it for some reason so i grab this very specific type it's uh it's actually the same that my grandma has it's like a, a fish that like glugs when you pour it it's really cool so i grabbed that out of my fridge which has already filtered water because my sink has a fil- a, a perfect water filter And I grab that out of my fridge, pour it up by like halfway. And then I pour all my supplements in it and then spin it around with this very specific glass stick. And then I always lick the stick. Um, and I always try and evoke the senses. So I always try and imagine what that would feel like to lick this, like the stick. And then I drink the water and then I rinse it off with the sink. And I instantly put it in my dishwasher to my left. Like this is a very precise visualization. It get, But it wasn't always like this. It gets more and more precise over time. So then I, once I do that, I instantly go back into my room, which in my room, there's a bathroom. And then I use the bathroom, brush my teeth. 
and then I walk all the way over to kind of like my garage area, kind of. And then next to it is a shower where I take like this simple like one minute shower just to rinse off any dirty stuff. And then I instantly go into a ice bath, which I'll I'll have right next to that shower is a basically a hot tub, but it's a bath, but it's more like narrow or it's a hot tub, but it's ice instead of hot water. It's ice water instead of hot water. So it's an ice bath. And then it's a timer right next to it. It's an automatic 15 minute timer. I just tap the top and then it says the timer. And I always do the same thing in it. I imagine like the coldness. I imagine like my nipples getting harder because they're cold. And then I always like go on, I hold my breath, go underwater and then like lay underwater um, for a little bit and then come back up and then literally just meditate for the rest of the time. And once the timer goes off, I hit the top and I instantly go straight outside. I don't dry off. I just walk straight outside down my stairs onto the beach. And then I lay down on the back, on my back. And this whole time I'm naked, by the way, I lay down on the beach, which is my own private beach. No one has access to, and I meditate and it's sunny. So I meditate and I imagine myself getting to like focus 27 or all these high focus levels. I can't really imagine that. I just kind of say that I'm doing that. But then I get up, instantly walk behind me to my balancing area where I balance on a, like a, kind of like what I balance on right now, which is a medicine ball. And I do some balancing exercises and then I get up and do sprints on the on the beach and it every other day I do sprints on the sand or like the dry sand or the wet sand or like just on the water so I do sprints all the way down pretty far and this whole time I have a like goggles which are natural healthy goggles that are not made of plastic I have these, I do sprints all the way down the beach and I put my goggles on and then go swim out pretty far out to sea and then swim as fast as I can all the way back to my house. And then once I get to my house, there's a rope like right outside of my house. There's a, uh, like this tree, there's a bunch of trees and then there's this one rope that leads all the way up to kind of like a tree house ish. It's just uh, a floor with a cutout circle in it with the rope that I can climb a rope all the way up to my gym, essentially, where it's all calisthenics. So I climb all the way up to the gym and then I go up and do like push-ups, pull-ups, and that's it. And I go back down and then I go usually by this time the meditation has to end but if i have as much time as i need then i go inside grab a snack and then go on a walk around the beach and then i go back to my like house where i have my surfboard and i go swim out and surf and then when when i'm when i'm up when i know that the visualization has to end soon because the meditation session is about to end or at least i'm going back down to focus 10 
I always end it in the same way where I always go to this very same spot where I start the meditation, like where I meditate after the ice bath. I always sit down in the crisscross applesauce on the beach looking out to the water. And I always like try and send out this whole slide out to my consciousness, out to the universe with gratitude because I heard that gratitude like extremely enhances the power of the slide. So I send it out with gratitude and try and like get rid of it from my consciousness and just send it out and be grateful. And then after I do that, I say this one affirmation saying, I'll be back or, or yeah, I say, I'll be back. And by the way, I forgot. Sometimes I forget to do this also, but when I get into focus 12, I say, I've, I'm here and I'm, I'm talking to my higher self because there's this thing where I'm trying to reach my higher self and my higher self is trying to reach me so we can like merge and evolve together. So then I leave focus 12 and when I'm leaving focus 12, I always, um, say 12 and then I say 11 and I feel like my consciousness closing and closing. And then I say 10 and I feel it closing even more. And then I do resonant energy balloon the whole time while I'm waiting for uh, Bob Bob Monroe to uh, like actually get us to leave. Because he says like the health affirmation, but this whole time I just do resonant energy balloon. And then once he has, once he says to wake up now, I repeat, I say 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, but slowly. And then once I get to one, I say one, one, one. And I say it multiple times and then I move my fingers around. And then I open my eyes and I always do the same stretch. I always, since I'm laying on my back, I put my hands straight up in the air and then I pull them back. And then I kind of like bend them in the same way every time. And I always do the same stretch and then I sit up and wait for the actual tape to end. And then I click to once it ends I turn off the CD player and I put it in the same spot in my house or in my room and that's my entire routine that I go through in my meditation and it'll I'll probably add to it over time so it's probably not going to be the same routine that I do in two weeks two months two years maybe not even two days but that's pretty much where I'm at right now because I've been going hard on visualizing and the meditation lately. And then today I read in Dancing After the Music Stops where he said that every single thing that he visualized came true. Like he visualized um, going, traveling the world in a Jeep and that came true. <clears throat> and then he visualized a having, like he visualized his future wife and that came true. Like every single thing he visualized came true. And one, like so far I've visualized one thing and that's came true, which is Funnel Hacking Live. And I didn't even really visualize that much. So I have one, like right now I'm only visualizing one thing, which is that whole routine. So I feel that it will come true because why would it not? It's inevitable. It's inevitable. But that's 
that's pretty much the whole episode. Let me get some water and then I'll wrap things up. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episode and subscribe to your to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.